Welcome to the first ever podcast of Cover 3U. The Cover 3U podcast is designated to college football. College football is now here with a trio of gambling degenerates and lifetime long college football fans. These three fans come from a fanhood background of Notre Dame football, the Virginia Tech Hokies, and the Michigan Wolverines. These three individuals will select college football games each and every week to make some fun, friendly wagers on while providing some in-depth knowledge on each of those games. Well, the little bit of knowledge that we do have. This is all in good fun. We do apologize for the choppiness because it is our first podcast. We hope you enjoy. Access that mic. <laughs> Here we are <laughs> with the uh, Cover 3 U podcast. I'm Jameson and this is uh, Phil here. Hey. And Pat. Hey. And uh, just so you all know, this podcast started with us drinking some beers after our NFL fantasy, and we decided to play some wagers on some college football. We're all getting excited for football, aren't Thank you? Thank God Phil? I wasn't Robert who drafted Andrew Luck. He retired. He sure. retired tonight. <laughs> yeah, literally uh, minutes after our NFL draft, uh, Andrew Luck uh, retirement came out. So that was unique. So anyway. Big news. Uh, we're going to start this podcast here with uh, going through every college football game of the season each week and we're gonna uh see what are we think as far as who's gonna cover or not and play some wagers exactly we're gonna bet five dollars a game hopefully when we start making more money off this podcast we will increase the <laughs> wagers but for now we're gonna start with five dollars because i'm a teacher jameson what do you do i still don't know what i do phil <laughs> <laughs> i sell i sell advertising and Pat, how about you, buddy? I'm a banker. Yes. All right, so, so he really Pat's got work. all the money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start it off. So uh, we're not going to be breaking knees yet. Uh, so right now, I'm looking after. We just saw Miami lose to Florida in a, in a crazy game, and now we see Hawaii up 27 to 21 here late. 28 21. Here in week zero, high snap. It's now 28 to zero or 28 to 21 uh, Hawaii. So let's move on to Thursday. Uh, hold, on, hold on, we we thought it'd be fun just to get through every fucking game there is. <laughs> And bet $5 a pop. Talk shit about what we know, what we don't. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. This is not to be taken too seriously. It's all in good fun. So Thursday at 7 p.m., we have uh, Morgan State at Bowling Green. The current spread is 21 and a half. Does anybody want action on that? This is Bowling Green uh, actually I, giving the 21 and a half, right? Yeah, Bowling Green's favored by 21 and a half. I'm going to pass on this game. Let me tell you why. Being a Notre Dame fan... The defensive coordinator now for Bowling Green is Brian Van Gorder. Not only does he have an enormous amount of chest hair that pokes out of his uh, polo shirts. A lot of lettuce, a, a lot of lettuce. But he is a terrible defensive coordinator. I will pass on this game and stay a million miles away. If I were to do anything on this game, it would be to take Morgan State. <laughs> if that's who they're playing. Is it Morgan State? Guys? Yes, yeah, Morgan yeah. State. Yeah, screw that. I'm done. I, just because of the whole Brian Van Gorder. Thing. Yeah, and Pat has the Notre Dame uh, fanhood going with him, so he definitely knows that knowledge. Well, let me tell you about my knowledge, Bowling Green. Scott Leffler, former offensive coordinator for Virginia Tech, he was god-awful. I remember him uh, coordinating a game in a 0-0 overtime matchup against Wake Forest when he was with the Hoagies. But when he initially came, you were somewhat hyped about Scott Leffler, I remember, because he came from Auburn initially, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. he... He was terrible, to say the least. <clears throat> now, he didn't have a lot of offensive w weapons, but he, he, he then went on to BC, had a great offensive coordinating season there with A.J. Dillon and, and, and Brown as his quarterback, and now he's the head coach of Bowling Green. 
I think Morgan State can cover just based on all well, the coaching changes. I'll, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you guys what. Yeah, the coaching change is one thing. Um, I know we're getting a little long-winded on this first one, but we, <laughs> this, this might be the one we know the most about. If a dude went from Auburn to Virginia Tech to fucking Bowling Green, he's an idiot. He's he's soon going to be coaching high school and then maybe middle school with me. Um <laughs> I'm taking Morgan State and the 21 and the half points. I don't think anybody's going anybody to want any, Anybody want that action? I, I told you initially I'm not going to touch Bowling Green because right. of Brian Van Gorder and his chest hair. Yeah. Hey, that's the most informative we'll probably get all fucking week, so I love it. All right. And, uh, yeah, again, Leffler, his only credibility is that one year at BC. So, but so anyways. Notre, Notre Dame to Bowling Green and then Auburn to Virginia, Virginia Tech to Bowling Green. That's the coaching staff. They're on a downhill trend right now. Well, actually, Brian Van Gorder did have a quick stop, and I I believe it was with Louisville last year Mm. with Bobby Petrino, and we all saw how that went, and that was a goddamn disaster. (laughs) So anyway, let's let's continue. Nobody wants action. We're going to move on to uh, UCLA (laughs) at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favorite at three. We do have action on that. Uh, Phil, I think you, you're liking Cincy uh-huh. to cover three. I like the Bearcats. Give me UCLA and the here. points all day. I think they're going to win the game outright, but I'll take the points. I like it. I don't know shit about him. I bet just Cincinnati has a <laughs> bunch of athletes, as I'm sure UCLA does. Um, where is this game, Jameson? This is at Cincinnati? It's at Cincinnati. That's that's it for me. Give me the fucking field goal. Get them out of California. That's always a good thing. <laughs> here we go. You like Chip Kelly. I do. I think they're going to score a ton of points this year. There's the Notre Dame to right. UCLA. <laughs> so, so we got Pat. I, I don't want any action on it. Pat's going to take uh, Chip Kelly's uh, offense over the Bearcats, and, and Phil likes the Bearcats. So. We put it on paper. So uh, there you go. Three-point favored Bearcats, and uh, we got a we got a bet going on between Phil and Pat. Robert Morris and Buffalo. <laughs> Just so you know, Buffalo is favored by 46 and a half points. Um, I guess this is Robert Morris's maybe their first year ever playing football. <laughs> so uh, Robert Morris is one guy trotting out there playing ball. I'm going gonna, gonna to do the math real quick on this. That is almost, what, seven touchdowns? I'm passing on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. Play anything that's forty six and a half. Just so you know, Buffalo has. You Buffalo's going to be good. I, yeah. I I really do think Buffalo's going to be good. I think they're going to be one of the top group of five teams this year. They they've been making it to some bowl games. That's for sure. Through whatever you want. How about this matchup here? This one I do find uh, unique. Thursday seven thirty p.m. Florida A and M at Central Florida, the seventeenth ranked team in the country. They're favored by forty five and a half. Who's that quarterback that that broke his leg? Uh, last oh, shit. year. He was a Notre Dame kid, right? Well, no. Brandon Wimbush is now the starter for Central Florida. He was the okay. starting. Yeah. He was the starting quarterback um, uh, for Notre Dame for the first eh, two and a half games or so. But really, Ian Book played a you know the majority of the uh, most important snaps outside of the Michigan game where they thoroughly dominated. Sorry, Phil. But anyway. <laughs> You know, um, I think Brandon Wimbush is going to do some good things in terms of running the football for Central Florida, but I do not think he's going to really progress as a passer. So I'm not going to touch this line. If you... 45 and a half is a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a shitload of points. UCF, former national champions. <laughs> uh, 40, 45 and a half, yeah, that's a lot. I'm not messing with that either. All right, no action right now. there. I mean, it's week zero right now as we're speaking. We don't know a lot about a lot of these teams, so... Kind of just spitballing here. How about this uh, ACC matchup we coming up? If you really need to bet on a game on Thursday night because you're a degenerate gambler, 
this might be the one with Clemson coming in as 36-point favorites over Georgia Tech's at Clemson. What do you guys think about this one? I'll start this one off. Let me say this. 36 is a crap ton of points. But when you really think about it, Georgia Tech isn't getting away from the triple option, right? they got a new head coach coming in. They have a ton of players on their roster that is designed for the triple option. They now have to get away from that with their new offensive standard offense. Um, I And not to mention, too, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Georgia Tech's an engineering school. It's not easy to get into, and they have high academic standards, whereas with Clemson, I mean – I don't, know, I, don't, that. I don't know if we're going to get a lot of Clemson fans on this podcast here after that comment. Yeah, um, low but Clemson did beat the piss out of Alabama in the national championship. They did. And Alabama might be the it's – a, it's a dynasty if you Game, guys want to look at that. Here's my thing. I, I'm thinking about taking Georgia Tech, and here's why. It's week one, 36. I don't care who you are. It's an in-conference game. I know the ACC is down. But I like Georgia Tech to cover 36 points just because it's week one. All right. Well, I'm going to say please give me that action and give me the 36 points because okay. I think Clemson might win by 70. Am I allowed to take Georgia Tech as well? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's completely fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Are them as well. Are you good with both of those? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. I'll take Georgia Tech. It's more as though, Phil, since you're the only one on the Clemson side, I mean, you're kind of doubling uh, up on I that. don't have any problem with that okay. at all. So I'm going to write those down. You lead us in the next game, Jamison. Trevor Lawrence probably go for about 738 yards. If well, he even plays two quarters. <laughs> Won't be a bad sign for me. I will say if Georgia Tech can, can you know, defense is defense, triple option or not. If, if Georgia Tech can play decent defense for a quarter, you know, I think 36, managing 36 is manageable. But anyways, it's moving on. I'll take it. So we do have action. Two of us are taking Georgia Tech mm-hmm. to cover the large spread of 36. Phil likes the heavy – Clemson favorite there. My, so. I, per, I put the spread at about 52 and a half. All right. Here's an interesting one here for you. Uh, I'm going to go down to this game here. Also on Oof. Thursday night. Uh, out West, the number 14 Utah Utes at BYU. BYU is a five-point underdog. Don't know a lot about the West Coast teams. What do you all think, Phil? Well, this is a late game Thursday night. and um, What's from the what kickoff I, time for this? East Coast. Okay. 10-15 kickoff. Um, I have heard a lot about this Utah team. They've been getting a lot of run on the air here lately. Their running back, I can't forget it. Well, I did forget his name. I can't remember his name. Um, Is supposedly an absolute stud. Um, What's the line sitting at right here? Uh, BYU is a five-point dog, so Utah's favored by five. I would take Utah and five all day long. I, I wonder what you guys got on that. I Anybody? think Utah is going to win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. BYU, uh, they just lost their head coach uh, Bronco a couple of seasons ago. I think they're still trying to figure out that transition uh, since Bronco Mendenhall left for the University of Virginia. Um, I'm not going to touch it. I, I, well, I will touch it, but I don't think you guys are going to take BYU. Battle so. for the state of Utah, and we all have Utah. Beating the shit out of the Mormons, BYU. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to the next one. Let's get some action going here in a minute. Let's go. All right. So what about uh, let's? I like this game here. Uh, Wisconsin, the number nineteenth team, the the first or one of the first Friday night games, seven p.m. Wisconsin at South Florida in Tampa Bay. They're favored by thirteen. Give me the Bulls. 
Oh, that's South Florida Bulls. That's perfect. I like you know I'm a big Big Ten guy, so uh, I'm gonna go with I'll take I'll take Wisconsin and that 13 points. I think Jonathan Taylor might run for a <laughs> buck ninety and three scores, and I uh, hope so for my fantasy if, football if team. By but a buck, if by a buck ninety, I think you mean two ninety. <laughs> but let me let me say this: the fighting Charlie Strong's are going to come out there ready to play. Is that who the Tampa. coach they are now? Yeah, South Florida's got Charlie Strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah. I still got Jonathan Taylor Thomas running all over them. Yeah, he he's you know a lot of people are saying he's he's a dark horse Heisman candidate outside of the uh, the quarterbacks of uh, uh, Trevor and uh, uh, Alabama's quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Tua. Tua. Thank you. Uh, Tua, so, who knows how to say his last name? Yeah, we, we'll just stick <laughs> with Tua. Tua Galuva. Out of all the running backs in college football this year, Taylor's probably uh, the favorite to win the Heisman. So, um, Except for that kid from Utah I was just talking about. So do we have action on that? So, Pat, is we, we have action? Yeah, I agree to that. All right, I, I, I want South Florida all the way on that you 13. Got South Florida and 13 at yeah. home, I think. I mean, that's a pretty solid spread, but I can't go against Jonathan Taylor Thomas and... Yeah, 13's not a lot. I like uh, I like Phil's bet there. Yeah. You're, within, you're within two touchdowns. I'm, gonna take I'm it. just I'm, gonna take I'm it. looking forward to you know bringing in a bunch of Abraham Lincoln's five dollar bills. Let's get the action going here. This is podcast number one. Let's let's action it up. I just lost thirty dollars to Jameson uh, on this stupid ass Florida Miami game. Yeah, which, which was, was a, a shit game. show. Yeah, yeah, it was actually back and forth. Here's a game. I don't think either one of none of us. N- know much about either one of these teams, but the only reason I'm going to talk about it is because it is a rivalry game. Colorado State versus Colorado. Colorado is a 13-point favorite. You remember, Colorado was in the Pac-12 championship just a couple years ago. They also had that chick that uh, kicked for him. Right? Was yeah. that Colorado? Yeah, it was. They, I mean, yeah. anytime. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they, they, <laughs> they also they also are both from the state of Colorado, and we are a pro pot podcast, which you will find out here probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, we are very pro pot here. Um, what's the line on that game, Jameson? Well, even though Colorado was just in the Pac-12 championship two years ago, they just went through a coaching transition. The, the the line is 13. They got Mel Tucker now from Georgia, correct? That is correct. How the hell do you know this shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's baffling. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, Pat did know that. I did know they had a coaching change. I think it's baffling they went through a coaching change. Literally. Mel Kuyper is their coach now? <laughs> <laughs> Where did he come from? What's his name, though, again? Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. Mel he was Tucker. the defensive coordinator of Georgia. Damn it, that's impressive. But, again, they went through that transition literally a year after they were in the title game. They, sure. they got a new coach. I think that was very interesting after they were literally just in the championship game for the conference. But Colorado is favored by 13. Does anybody want action on I'll right. take I'll take the Buffaloes and Stephen Montez and Leviscus Chenault uh, all day long. I, I will take that if you can points. tell me Colorado State's um, – the hell they call? Where'd you go here on this thing? Their mascot. Their mascot. What's the Rams? Go? Oh well, then I'll take that. So I got the uh, the Rams. Yeah. And what was it? Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. So I get I get thirteen here. So you have state covering. 13 oh yeah. Points. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Here's a here's another one on Friday night: Oklahoma State versus Oregon. That's kind of a couple of blue bloods. If you, I mean, if you want to use that term. Yeah. Oh, wow. Leniently. Yeah. Very it, lenient. It, <laughs> 
if that's a word. <laughs> it's at Oregon State. Oregon State's favored by, excuse me, Oregon State's the underdog by 15. And Holy half. shit, really? Yeah. Oregon Oklahoma State, State sucks, man. I'm going to. They do have that running back. Is, is Oklahoma State any good? Uh, they like to throw the ball. They can Oklahoma score State's a lot in of a points. transition period. I think this is going to be a down year for them. Sure, but they, they definitely know how to score. I know Oregon State has that running back. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Is Barry it? Sanders. <laughs> I, no, that, he, he, you know, that was for Oklahoma Junior. State. <laughs> <laughs> they do have Jamar Jefferson, who's supposed to be a beast freshman running back over at Oregon State. But uh, they do have a, a, a solid running back group. I do think Oklahoma State's going to pull this out. Um, so we have any action. That's quite the spread. What is the spread? I'll take, I'll take whatever the fuck you guys want. I don't know anything about any of these teams. I'm going to stay away from it. I'd like Oklahoma State What's the spread, and guys? the 15. Sorry. Oh, shit. 15 uh, and a half. Or Oklahoma or is, State yeah. is favored 15. I'll pass. I'm out of that. Yeah, well, let's pass from that, too. Uh, I'll tell you what game I'd like to move on to is the Howard Maryland game. That's kind of interesting to me. <laughs> please, <laughs> please tell me why. Howard being at Maryland is an You know, this is one of those Saturday 12 o'clock kickoffs. This is the real beginning of the, of the college football season. Why? I think we're all excited to see um, the Maryland's new coach kind of take the field and see if he can handle Howard or at their home stadium there in College Park. They're favored by 30. Now, I know Howard's not a very proud football program, but... I mean, they got they got some athletes. I, I would assume. I would imagine Maryland's going to cover here. Thirty is I, a lot. I'd like to hear if you guys would want to put up any uh, Abraham Lincoln's against this. I like Maryland to cover as well. <clears throat> it's going to be a brand new looking offense. They have a lot of transfers coming in. In fact, Virginia Tech's former quarterback Josh Jackson transferred there. He's expected to be their starting quarterback. <clears throat> um, he was a great quarterback at Tech. Uh, he was consistent. He, he was a consistent. Great is a very. He was a great quarterback yeah. in the sense of he That's was a big consistent. Statement. It, let me put it this way: He knows how to manage a football game. For Maryland, it's a great. Pickup. It's a great pickup. He he got hurt, transferred when he saw there was. Why a, did he transfer though? That's. Well, because he probably because he isn't great. Let me let me change my words a little bit, but you know he. He was a game manager. He knows how to manage a game. They also got a transfer of Virginia Tech uh, receiver Sean Savory, who was an athlete, didn't know how to field a punt with shit. But um, they got some receivers. They got uh, some Savoy talent. can run, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's quick. So, um, you know, I, I think Maryland's going to cover as well. Pat, do you want to take Howard? It looks like me and Phil is really big on Maryland. To I'm going to pass. I mean, I, I just don't know a damn thing about Howard, to be quite honest with you. I mean – other than my boss's name it ha- is Howard, but other than that, I mean, I don't really know anything. All right. Uh, Pat, that's a hard pass. It's <laughs> a hard pass. Here is a um, – here's kind of a unique one. Oh, this is one we can kind of maybe all speak a little bit to, even if we don't know any particulars. We're around this area. I, I hate both these teams, but it's James Madison – at West Virginia, West Virginia is favored by seven. Who wants to take the lead on this? Wow, one? I didn't even realize this was a week one game. Yeah, two um, o'clock Saturday. Very interesting here. Uh, West Virginia favored by seven. I mean, that's a big time D one program coming to, going against one of the bigger FBS programs there are. Probably one of the FBS programs that are favored to win the whole damn thing. 
They're um, number two right now and in the only FCS out of all the FCS ratings. They're only favored two. by a touchdown. We've seen these other D1 teams up here, 46 and a half, 47 and a half. I, I mean, would have to take WVU and seven points here, no doubt. Right? Like, they have the pedigree. They have the recruits. I know what they lost, uh, Dana Holgerson or so whatever his name was. Me, so let me, all right, so they got Neil Brown coming in. I think he's going to do a really good job for West Virginia. He did a great job at Troy. You know, he obviously went into LSU and beat them on the road. That was a, kind of a marquee win for Troy, uh, you know, back under the old Neil Brown days. But give me James Madison to cover and actually win the game outright in wow. Morgantown. Wow. wow. I'll I'll even give you seven points. Do you want, do you want to double up this $5? No, I'm going to keep it at the thing, but okay, I, I okay. honestly think that uh, uh, James Madison's going to win the game outright. And let All me right. let me chime in on this. I'm going to take West Virginia. Give me, give me West Virginia as well. You <clears throat> want it against Pat? You going with that, Pat? You doubling up on that? Sure. <clears throat> All right, I like I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to take West Virginia as well. Keep in mind, James Madison, while they are an FCS school, they are probably better than – more than half of the mid-major FBS teams that are out there. Oh, yeah. So, yes, they're FCS. They could be a mid-major. They they could be if they wanted to, but they're content with winning national championships at the FCS right. level. And, yeah. and you know, Even if you look at their stadium compared to a lot of the mid-major schools that are in the FBS at this point, I mean – I mean, you can tell that. I mean, they put a lot of money into their program. Yeah, and they shout, do a good job with it. And, shout out to Harrisonburg, Virginia. And I'll give them props as well. And I'm the first to say I hate both of these teams being a hokey. I really hope that neither team wins, but I know that's not possible. But I, I like I like West Virginia to cover. Hey, is Will Greer? Did he get drafted? Oh, he's somewhere. <clears throat> good luck, yeah. Will Greer. I kind of like you. I don't know why, but I kind of yeah. like you. Quarterback ahead. transition at West Virginia could be a concern, but I, I, well, they got the transfer from Oklahoma. The game, man. Let's go, I mean, let's go here. Let's oh, go right here. This is. No, you don't want to talk about this. Oh yeah, bit. let's talk about that. Let, let's let's talk about this matchup. <clears throat> I believe this is the Chick Fil A kickoff game, three thirty on Saturday. Damn good Duke. Soup, chicken sandwiches. Duke. Fuck Popeyes. <laughs> Duke at Alabama. Alabama's what? favored 34 and a half. We don't need to talk much about Alabama. We all know who they are. Yeah, we all know who they are, and we all know that they don't play anybody. But let's talk about this game for a second. Because it's if we need intriguing. to talk about anybody, we need to talk about Duke. If it's a Chick-fil-A is. Peach Bowl, is it at Alabama or is it at, in Atlanta? It, it's a, it's in Atlanta. It's a, okay. it's a neutral site game. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. Fairly neutral, I guess you could say. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. Name well, only, that's the thing. Probably. Alabama never goes outside of their footprint to play anybody. But, you know. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, hey, if you can get Alabama above the the old uh, Tennessee-North Carolina line to actually play a game, that's a miracle in and of itself. But, you know, what are we talking about? That's a good about? point. But he, here's my take on it. Cutliffe is probably the best power, power five coach that is at a school that doesn't have the tools necessary to be dominant like Duke. Uh, however, he does have a new quarterback um, at Duke. I don't think it really matters either way. Uh, he almost yeah. be a blowout. I think Cutcliffe is a great coach. He almost reminds me, from an opposite side, of Dave Clawson at uh, Wake Forest, where they're fantastic football coaches. You know, they're somewhat content in the current positions that they're in. They're not necessarily looking to move 
to one of the bigger jobs at this point. They're just a damn good football coach. They like to do what they do, and they like to develop players and actually send them to class, which uh, I don't know Alabama does. But anyway, go ahead, Phil. Like, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm going to go to the first hot take here on the uh, on our program. I'm going to say Daniel Jones is going to be a terrible NFL quarterback. <laughs> if I think Elon Manning might play till he's 65. Um also, he always looks like he smells something well, funny, though. He does. Well, who, Eli or Daniel Jones? Well, kind of both of them, but mainly Eli. <laughs> They're both dumb looking. Yeah. Um, more so, Eli. Um, they also, what's that spread? 34 and a half? Yes. Alabama will probably cover that by halftime. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm going with. Yeah, the, the, the starter this year for Duke is Quentin Harris. He has a little bit more of legs on him. Never heard of him. It, it doesn't matter. You know, Daniel Jones, no Daniel Jones. Alabama's coming in this year pissed off because they got their shit pushed in against Clemson. Yeah. But, I mean. Nobody I, wants to take Duke? No. Okay. I don't know. Do we need uh, to talk about this anymore? Nope. I think it's a yeah. – I'll take I Alabama all day Alabama at 34 and a half. Season at 34 and a half, I'll take it all day. You know, week. 13 or whenever they actually play right. something. Right. Let's move on uh, where we might really see some action here. Maybe the Northwestern-Stanford game. That's a tough one. Let's talk about this okay, one first. Okay, you want to go back to that one? I, like I do want to talk about this one, and then we'll jump to Northwestern-Stanford. All right, back to cover three. You, our next game we're going to cover here today is South Carolina at North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is a eight-point dog, so South Carolina is favored by eight. Anybody want any action? New, I'm I'm interested just in just eight. That's eight. All. That's a that's a weird line too, right? Yeah. You don't I, even get the half point for that. <laughs> I love the halves. I I'm taking North Carolina or excuse me, South Carolina to cover that. Uh I think the Mac Brown hire was honestly a dumpster fire hire. So I, I have to disagree with that. I actually think the Mac Brown hire might actually work. I actually compared a little bit to the Herm Edwards hire of Arizona State last year. I think North Carolina is actually going to be competitive, uh, whereas last year they were fucking terrible. But anyway. It's it's still going to be a couple years if Mac Brown's going to turn it around if he's still alive. I mean, they they, they have talent, though. That's the thing. I mean, they have talent. They don't necessarily go to class, which is a good thing if you're trying to build a football program. But anyway. I mean, what you got to think about here is. Are you taking North Carolina? Hell no. I'm okay. not gonna. I'm not gonna take North Carolina. My my final thoughts on this is South Carolina is way better than North Carolina as a state in football, um, but you're giving me a touchdown here. I'm willing to take the action and call it. Maybe they win by a touchdown. Oh, you're you're, a, you're that's, taking that's, the that, fighting Mac Browns. That like eight it. points weird. Give me the fighting Mac Brown Tar Heel <laughs> Nation, um, and eight points. James, you want that? You want that action? Yeah, yeah, I'd love that action. Here's another thing to think about: South Carolina just got a big running back out of Clemson transfer. Oh, Feaster. Feaster. I know the Hokies were <laughs> really Feaster. trying to. Yeah, he he's a big time uh, transfer for South Carolina. He's a big time athlete that can carry catch the ball out of the backfield, can run it up the middle, run it to the outside. So I think that's a big running back pickup. So I really like South Carolina. Well, so. I'm gonna give you South Carolina. And I'm going to take the eight points. Yeah. The only reason Feaster left Clemson is because 
Clemson's just so loaded. Because he couldn't fucking play That's what? <laughs> with the rest of the guys. Well, yeah. Clemson's so loaded, but yeah, we'll see. And the only time Feaster was going to get in the game was when Clemson was up by 60 points playing, right. you know, Northwestern <laughs> Tech. Look, look. And his cousin Doug Feaster is pitching for the Nationals. <laughs> On to the next game. Saturday, uh, 4 I'm going to win that game. He can Sa- sling it. Saturday, 4 p.m., right. Northwestern at Stanford, number 25 Stanford. Stanford's fiver- favored by uh, six and a half. Do we have any action there? I kind of like the favored by six and a half better. <laughs> but, um, yes, I will take – if you guys want to give me Northwestern and give me six and a half points against the – Where's the this game what? at again? This is, is at Stanford. At Stanford. Um, so that's in Palo Alto. You, what you all got to think about in this one, though, is, you know, Northwestern got Hunter Johnson. Do you all know who Hunter Johnson is? He, I, I he, don't. He is a former five-star quarterback who used to play for Clemson. Well, he actually never played because Trevor Lawrence is there. Right, he's stuck They, they, they were transferred like three years ago, didn't he? Well, no, it was last so year. So he's got time to learn the Pat Fitzgerald so, system. Uh, oh. So anyway, you think about that. I mean, they got more talent at quarterback than they ever have. I think uh, – you know, the coach that's been there forever at Northwestern. Who's yeah, a Pat former, Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah he's Pat, a badass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's a fantastic coach. If he ever decided, hey, let's move up a level, I think he'd do a great job. But I, I don't know. That's a tough line. That's a really tough well, line. That's, I'll, that's I'll, one that makes you think. I'm on Northwestern's end here. You know, give me uh, Northwestern and the six and a half points. I'll bet against Either you guys or both you guys. I will take Stanford and K.J. Costello, who's Ooh. also a fantastic quarterback, um, and David Shaw, who I think you know is going to really turn Stanford around again this year. I think last year was a little bit of a, I don't know, it, it was a down year for Stanford. They lost Lance Taylor. Now, Lance Taylor is the former running back coach for Stanford, who now went to Notre Dame. And, you know, he coached Bryce Love, he coached Christian McCaffrey, and, and hopefully he does the same thing with the Notre Dame, you know, running back core, but who knows. So anyway, uh, with that being said, give me Stanford. Well, give me the fighting Wildcats. Put it on paper? It's on the paper. It's on the paper. All right, here's a big one for myself, being a Hokie. It's the Virginia Tech Hokies at... No, no, hold on. Let's, hold on. I got to get to something real quick. <laughs> Did Ohio State really try to trademark the word... The this past week, did you guys see this shit? Well, I'm trademark trademarking it for tech. Now. Don't do that shit. That's obnoxious. <laughs> um, did you guys see the stuff? Well, you're a fan of the team up north, though, right? I do like Michigan, but that's neither here nor there. If they tried to trademark the I didn't word, hear that. the they did, they did. Um, I would, I would be, well, I wouldn't be pissed off, but I would not be happy with it. Uh, anyway, I think that's stupid. Fuck you, Ohio State. All right, go ahead. Continue on. I'm sorry. The Virginia Tech Hokies at Boston College. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, I think Virginia Tech offensively, they had a terrible year. Hold on, what's the line? The the line is is BC is dogs by three and a half. So the Hokies are favored by three and a half. It's a tough one. At BC. At BC, week one. In Boston. The week one, we really don't know too much about either team. Boston College has a dark horse Heisman candidate and A.J. Dillon um, running back. Virginia Tech, on the other hand, I think is a big time under the radar offensively. I think they have a lot of weapons that a lot of people don't know about. I think they're very deep at tight end. I think they're very deep at receiver. I think if Ryan Rillis can get the ball to those playmakers' hands, they can be very, 
very dangerous offensively. Defense has a lot of question marks outside of linebacker. Especially that Dylan Rivers kid at linebacker. He is a <laughs> stud, a badass. Yeah, Dylan, a local. Lumber. Yes, Dylan Lots Rivers is a local with us. But, uh, you know, and he's good, and he's probably going to be in the two deep. We even have more linebackers with uh, Dax Holyfield and Ashby and some other guys. So we have a deep linebacker core on defense. Other than that, our defense has a lot of question marks from a tackling standpoint, I think. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a high-scoring game. I think Virginia Tech has a top tw- – and this may be being biased. I think they have a top 25 offense. So, hold, I, hold on, hold on. I got a really good question here. So we have uh, Boston College, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, right? But I also want to take a look at the over here. We have an over of 57. And since we have a Virginia Tech expert here with us on the podcast right now, James, what do you think about that over-under? I would bet on the over, but not today because it's week one. Is that because you think Dylan Rivers is going to like murder the other team's quarterback? <laughs> well, him, Dax Hollyville, whoever the linebackers <laughs> may be. But, yeah, Dylan's definitely a, a great linebacker as well as the rest of the linebackers. But to be honest with you, it's just you know how week one games go. Uh, you got a lot of rust to, to build off and get Some confidence. confusion yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I, I think Virginia Tech wins big. I don't think – you know, it's going to be over 57 points in the game. But I think Virginia Tech wins by easily two possessions. So I, I like Virginia Tech to cover three and a half easily. I'm not going to take that either. To be I'm going to pass on that one. My main thing is I don't know anything about either team. You know, I mean, Virginia Tech was a goddamn dumpster fire last year. They lost to ODU. True. The oh. Monarchs. And, and Boston State. College, I mean, they lost a lot on defense. Uh, you know, over the last year, and I just want to stay away from it. Sure. So we, we got no action, nothing on the paper. Um, I will say look out for that receiving core and tight end core for Virginia Tech. A lot of Let's go Boston here. College. Um, moving on to the next <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, of course, the uh, the cover three likes to bust each other's balls here. So Cover three, you. Uh, moving on to this next game that we both, all three of us found interesting, was Saturday night at 6 p.m., the only team really to be said to give Clemson somewhat of a scare in the ACC this year is Dinos, Syracuse, Orangemen. Dinos done a great job last over year, there. Yeah. Um, and they've given Clemson a run for their money for the last two years, beat them once in the last two years. But, you know, Syracuse takes on Liberty at Liberty, which I think is a, a huge home game pickup for them. But the number 22 Orange is 17-and-a-half favorite uh, opponent for Liberty that that that. Well, side. what you got to think about with Liberty is this. I mean, you got Hugh Freeze there, who used to be the coach of Ole Miss, right? Really? Uh, yeah. Isn't he there? Yeah, he's yeah. there. Hey, and shit, he's at, he? he's at Liberty. Yeah. Hugh Freeze was in the hospital last week. Was he <laughs> yeah, not? yeah, he's it's got not, back on, issues. On, on, on. Back he's, issues. Yeah. It's not huge Freeze. It's huge. <laughs> It's huge freeze. No, in my book, he will always be known as Huge Freeze for making huge NCAA violations. Yeah. Oh, okay. I but, see where you're going there. But um, who do y'all like? Does anybody like Liberty to cover 70? Well, I can always tell you, I always bet against Liberty. And that's because I know nobody at Liberty bets on a single fucking game. I don't even think they're allowed to dance there. Are they? Is that the same Liberty? God, God bless are, they, the, are they the evangelical school? God bless, I know they can't run up against God bless somebody the in the Christians, damn house. But let me tell you all something about Syracuse. 
And that and that's this is you got Tommy DeVito playing quarterback now. Danny right? DeVito's little brother. Yeah, Danny DeVito's little brother. Maybe. I know knows how to coach those quarterbacks. DeVito yeah. looked for real. And if you, if you know, he he in I think a he goes by Dino, but Dino works as well. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, uh, I'm uh, actually going to take liberty to cover this. Oh, if anyone wants to take the action on that, I think Syracuse I'll, is going into this. I'll take that. I, I, I personally think. The ACC is very much down, and I will take the Liberty Flames to oh. cover the 17 and a half. Give me that. Paper and paper. <laughs> Give me that. I think Syracuse runs them out of there easily. Unless Kevin Bacon is there dancing on Liberty's campus the night before. Or, or Donovan McNabb. Has, Kevin Bacon always has his dong hanging out. So or if Donovan McNabb shows up in that Syracuse orange. No, I, I think um, Syracuse easily, easily covers that. The I'm Christians of Liberty will lose that game. So Hopefully not cover that spread. It's paper and paper. <laughs> All right. So Phil and I like Syracuse. I'm not sure where Pat's thinking with that Liberty pick. But Except I'm going to win 10 bucks off that. Right. That's all I know. I'll be sure to bust your balls on that next week. Easy money. Uh, another game we were talking about. Here's a fun one. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Boise State at Florida State. Florida State's favored by five and a half. Is this a neutral site game? Uh, that I'm not sure. You're going to have to double check that. I do know Florida State probably had the worst showing of any – do they call college football programs blue bloods? I would call Florida State a college football. They're a blue blood. blood. They are yeah. a. They should be there every single year. There should be have. They should be stacked every single year. Um, they had. They look like shit last year. They had. I know they had DeAndre Francois kind of go out early. I mean, he ever struggled. since James Winston stepped up on the table and, and stole you, crabs and, and all that stole shit. Stole crabs and then told someone to grab the pussy. I don't know what God. they were talking about, like, but anyway. They are far from the days of work done and the the big things they did back then. Did, did, did he say grab the pussy? I thought that was Donald Trump. Oh, well. <laughs> I think it was uh, both of them. But anyway, Florida State has they, – they were terrible last year. And they're going up against a very proud program um, of the Boise State Broncos and that god-awful ugly field they play on. Um, what's that? What's that spread looking like, Jamison? Well, they're not playing on the blue field. It is a neutral site game. That's good, at least. It, it's at Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. It's easier these, to watch that way. Yeah, the, you know these neutral site games are very popular week one, but the spread is five and a half in Florida State's favor. So you know, I personally like Florida State to cover, even though they had some rough coach transitions last year. They Definitely underperformed. I think this is a make. I think they season. were ill prepared last year. To be quite honest with you, I thought they were just god awful. I mean, they couldn't come out there and bust a grape. I like Boise State's coaching staff better, but I think Florida State's just going to out talent them. Does anybody want to take me on that? Five and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll take Boise. All right, put it on paper, Phil. I think Phil just went to take a piss. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Phil's going to put that one on paper. I like Florida State. To cover five and a half, Boise State is in uh, uh, Pat's side of the court there with that pick. So moving on to the next one. Paper. It's on the paper. <laughs> so we got Jameson with Florida State and uh, Pat with Boise State five and a half. I got a lot of action in week one, don't I? You do. All right. Saturday, 7.30 p.m., uh, 
we didn't want to talk too much about this game, but I'll just briefly mention it. We got uh, number three, Georgia, a playoff favorite by a lot of people against Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt's a 21-point dog. Um, we won't touch base on that game, but we do have Saturday at 7.30 p.m. around the same time, exact well, same watch time. watch out for the Commodores. Watch out for the Commodores. Okay, oh, we do, okay. do we want to talk about this okay. game? Okay. Derek Mason at <laughs> oh, Vanderbilt. Oh, gosh. If you... I'm, I would take Fromm and the Bulldogs right now. We don't need to talk about it. No, do you no, want Vanderbilt? I, all I want to say is... I like it. Let's settle this. No, do you I'm want... not going to take it just because I have a lot of action already and it's a shitload of stuff to pay attention to. Not really, though. We have it all written down. Good point. But anyway, <laughs> all I'm going to say on this one, I'm not going to take Do you want to take action. Vanderbilt? No, I just want to say watch what? out for the Commodores. Okay, well, he wants to say that, but he All I got to say is, Vanderbilt, you're a great baseball school. Um, you fucking suck at football. Oregon, number 11, Oregon. This is a big Ooh, possible one. game of the week. Possibly, yes. There's a, there's another game I, I want to talk about, too. A uh, is there anything bigger than this? No, there's nothing uh, bigger than this game. G-O-T-W, <laughs> game of the week, coming at you right now. What's the spread of this game? Very low. Number 16, Auburn, is favored by three over number 11, Oregon. Neutral site? Is this a neutral site? I believe it's got to be a neutral site. Yeah. This early in the season, this these in, two high-flying games. Dallas. Yes, it is. Is it? They're playing at Cowboy Stadium mm-hmm. with that huge-ass fucking TV screen. Mm-hmm. Anybody seen that shit? <laughs> Massive. Anyway, so Auburn are three-point favorites. Um, Over-under is 56-and-a-half. Anybody have any action they want to throw out or any tidbits information that they think are uh, if anything, good for our listeners? If anything on this, I'm not going to touch the line because I don't know exactly who's going to win. You're going over, aren't you? I would go over. Fuck yeah, that overs all day. 56 and a half. Um, I'm no sports betting genius, but I feel like 56 and a half between Oregon and Auburn early in the season where the defenses quite aren't there, but the offenses are probably kind of got their first their – first 12, 15 plays ready to go. Everything else, I'm with you. 56 and a half, I'm going fucking way over on that. I'm calling 65, 70. Maybe. Who would you all pick? To, I mean, I know we're not going to put Auburn's anything on paper. Auburn's going to beat the piss out of Oregon. I'll take that three all day long if anybody I, wants any action. I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, I mean, I'm not going to take any action on this one, but Jameson, who do you think is going to win? It's the biggest game it's, of the weekend. SEC's gonna, it's SEC versus Pac-12. I know Auburn's 16, Oregon's 11. It doesn't fucking matter. What you all got way what, better. What you all got to think of though in the this or- particular game is Bo Nix for Auburn is making his first start since being a high school starter, right? So he's he's a true freshman and I like making that. his first start yep. for Auburn in a big spot. In a big huge spot. Now, he was groomed to play in a game like this. He grew up a big Auburn guy. His dad was a coach. But anyway, that's beside the point. You always hear all that shit, though. Oh, his dad was a coach, yada, yada, yada. But It's true, though. I mean, I feel like those, those coaches' sons, they're, they're on their shit. I mean, those dads are on them all Andrew, the time. Andrew Luck's dad was a damn athletic director, and now he's retired. And he just did the most millennial thing ever. Instead of, like, I'll rehab my fucking shoulder, I'm going to go ahead and just be like, hey, peace, bitches. But anyway, that's beside the point, too. Right. I mean, You're right. So, anyway, I'm not going to touch this game, but personally, I think Oregon has a very, very good chance to win. But you should touch, I, this, I, you should touch this game, then. And I got a lot of action already. Let's let's continue. I mean, Auburn will win, but I have no idea. 
so I'm not going to bet. All right. Uh, Let's go to my game. Well, we got we got one more we wanted oh, to talk geez. about. Okay. 7.30 p.m. in the ACC, UVA, who is a dark horse coastal division, which, let's be honest, is probably the weakest division in the Power Five conferences this year. Oh. A lot of people do think UVA could win that division this year, which is surprising. Broncos done a great job. Uh, hold on. Who, who the fuck else in that division? Real quick. You got UVA, Pittsburgh, UNC, Duke, Miami, and Virginia Tech. Hell, suck. Miami didn't look bad tonight. No, I outside their offensive line, I think Miami is uh, definitely talented. To Miami's win definitely game. more athletic than Virginia. I can tell you that right now. They even see for a snap of Virginia sure. football. I, sure. I don't think there's any team in the Coastal that could even sniff the jock at Clemson. But yeah, Sure, sure. But at the end of the day, you just got to get there yeah. and see what happens. But I, you're right. I, I think Pitt, they – crawled their way into the title game last year and got their butt smacked against Clemson. I, I think Pitt, Pitt has a good defense. They did lose their defensive end for the year. Uh, I can't recall his name, but he was supposed to be a stud, a defensive end. He, Insider he, information. Yeah, he, he's out for the year. Probably their de- best defensive player. I think U, UVA on the road, first game of the year. I'm – Predicting the upset, if everybody wants it. I think Pitt's going to beat him. I'll take that all day. All right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take Pitt two and a half. So you got over Pitt Virginia. two and a half? Even though uh, like a lot it. of people are, are high hey. on UVA's quarterback, which I believe you have UVA's quarterback in your fantasy team. Hey, Pitt, I do. I hey. think Bryce Perkins is going to have a great year, but I just don't know. My biggest concern with UVA is their defense. I don't know. Well, they got Bryce Hall fair. in the secondary. Bryce Hall is a yeah, I mean, first-rounder, but – you're right. I think he's UVA's. a preseason All-American too. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. But you, you know, don't. They, they don't just give those awards out, do they? No. They, yeah. I mean, you got to earn it. Absolutely. So I mean, it's all about what you did last year, though. And my biggest concern with UVA is up front. What are they going to be able to do up front, stopping the run? And I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I am excited to see. Uh, we have another local boy. We're not going to get too involved in where we are, but another local boy playing for UVA at uh, running back, right? PK Keir, He's looking to split some time at running back, a and local a... running back. But I'll say this about UVA: I despise them because they're the Hokies' rival, but. I do think they're a little overrated this year. I think they're going to lose four games this year. National champions in basketball, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty impressive. I've heard that plenty of times. Pretty impressive. Auburn should have won that. Oh, uh, well, get back up. We've missed the Michigan game. See what you did here? Uh, get back the fuck up. Michigan, there they are. Oh, we yeah. can't forget about Michigan. All right, here, here's what I got to talk about here. So Saturday, let's, let's 730. Give let's give you the Saturday, mic. 730. Middle Tennessee at Michigan. Michigan's favored by a 33 and a half. I'm going to say they blow the shit out of this Middle Tennessee team. Probably, I mean, it's probably going to be about 42 to 700 points, how much they beat them by. A new offense under Josh Gaddis. It's kind of like get some space and some spread with some speed. But with Josh Gaddis, though, think about this. Him and Mike Loxley, who is now the head coach at Maryland, were going back and forth about who was actually really calling the plays for right. Alabama. I agree. So, do, you know, it, do you know who actually game plan for all those teams, though? I don't. Josh do Gaddis. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, I read, I read that in like 17 to 20 articles. 17 this to is, 20? This is, this is the one team I know about, guys. <laughs> so this is where I'm getting pretty fired up. Uh, Josh Gaddis called all. He game planned. Mike Loxley, that's who it was from Maryland? Yeah. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Josh Gaddis is ready to get these guys in space. He has some actual speed now. I'm excited to let them let Shea Patterson unleash 
Um, I'd say 33 and a half. I would double that. 77 would probably be my more actual spread. But I will actually take any bets at 33 and a half. Actually, if you give me MTSU. Yeah. They are from the state of Tennessee, that, somewhere in the middle the of middle, Tennessee. The middle of that area. Right? Yep. So if you give me MTSU at 36 and a half, I'll well, take that bet. I mean, this podcast, we got uh, lines at 33 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 33 and a half? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's on paper. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to think of something better. <laughs> For now, it's paper. <laughs> Like I'll it. take MTSU all day. Uh, but, that. yeah, Shea Patterson, Michigan, this is their year, baby. It's going big. I mean, they big. say that every year, though. Yeah, this, what, what, Michigan does have Penn State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame all at home this year. It's going to be – I can't wait till we can talk about the Notre Dame-Michigan game. Um, we should go. This is, We should go. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> what the fuck have we been doing our entire lives? Uh we we might be going filming live from that game. Ann Arbor. And Ann Arbor. Um, stay tuned. Anyway, we have some action on this game, though. Michigan 33 and a half. Uh, I just hope they win, to be honest. Let's get the ball rolling here with Michigan. I'll say this about Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, 1 in 10 all time against top 10 teams at Michigan. Mm-hmm. As of now. Wait until you tell me that after the fucking season, bud. All right. And then uh, we got two more games we're going to touch base on. I'm gonna t- we're going to touch base briefly on one. Let's see. And then we're going to end on, on Pat's team, uh, the Fighting Irish. But before we get into the Fighting Irish versus uh, Louisville, let's briefly touch about uh, Oklahoma just because they're a playoff favorite. Number four, Oklahoma, has Houston coming to town. Oklahoma's 24-and-a-half favorites. Does anybody want action on that? I, I think Oklahoma's going uh, Who's that new Oklahoma quarterback? Is that Jalen uh, Hurts? Yeah. You got Dana coaching at Houston now from West yeah, Virginia. Man. Dana Hogerson? Well, yeah. he knows how to give up points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I agree guy. with that. I love that guy, but he gave up, like, what, like 70 points every flipping game He's, I watched. Yeah, but he can score them, too. He can score them. He can score them. Um, good Any, luck against Oklahoma is all i got to say. Anybody want action on that? What's the uh, line on that again? 24 and a half? 24 and a half. And then Oklahoma has the transfer quarterback. Uh, <sighs> Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So That's tough, man. I, I mean, that's a tough line. I th- I and think the over Vegas under is eighty three, so they have Houston putting up points too. Oh yeah, Houston's gonna score a shitload. Do you think? He, I think Houston might cover, but I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna put any. I'm not gonna put it on. No, I'm gonna have to pass on that. <laughs> okay, all right. So let no action on that. Let's end the podcast on this Monday night, the last game of Week One, uh, eight p.m. It's Labor Day, right? The yeah. only game we're seeing on Monday. So the standalone. Big bet. Here's the last time to recoup all of your money that you fucked up and lost <laughs> the entire weekend. Here's the time to get it all back. Right here, we have some really good info coming from our Notre Dame specialist, the expert, Pat Stein. So what's the line at right now? 20 and a half. 20 Notre and a Dame. half? Notre Dame's favorite by 20 and a half. I would actually on now this given one, these lines are coming out on Saturday before I would, know, a week well, and a day. Right now we're kind of like Sunday at one sixteen a.m. So Eastern Standard. I, I would actually probably take Louisville. I, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. But anyway, here's here's why I would take Louisville. I think Notre Dame's going to be one of those teams that progresses as the year goes on. But what you got to think about with Notre Dame is 
They have lost two crucial players in training camp. They have lost Cole Komet, and they have lost Michael Young. Cole Komet is one of those tight ends who you can't necessarily replace. Michael Young at the X receiver spot is a big-time loss. Both of them to broken collarbones. Hopefully, they'll both be back by the Georgia game. Who knows? But the biggest concern I have with Notre Dame is at the linebacker position. They have Asmar Bilal who played the Rover last year, who, if you all have ever really watched Wake Forest, you could actually see the Rover position in, in full context. But anyway, um, they they typically, what Notre Dame has done over the last like four years... Is that like a half-linebacker, half-safety? Exactly. Kind of like exactly. a Viper position in Michigan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they had Drew Tranquil playing the rover position a couple years ago, and then they moved in the middle linebacker, and then he got drafted by the Chargers. Right. So anyway, they've done that with Asmar Bilal. Now, I, I think they're going to have a very athletic defense. I just don't think they're very experienced. So I'm going to lean towards Louisville to cover that line. And that was, what, 20 and a half? Uh-huh. I'm going to lean towards Louisville to cover the line in week one. Uh, I think the game's going to be a little bit closer than people think. I think Ian Book is about as good as they come in college football right now. And Do we know a lot about Louisville at this point, though? I think they're shit, quite honestly. Probably. Who, who the fuck is their head coach? The guy Scott from, Satterfield. From Appalachian. How the hell do you know all these head coaches? Yeah. From Appalachian State. Scott Satterfield. Holy shit. Yeah, Pat, from- Pat's like a fucking genius when it comes to head coaches. <laughs> well, I can name like 17 head coaches in college football. He, he did a great job at Appalachian State. They gave Tennessee a run for their money a, a, a few years ago. Um, you know, they had a great – they beat Michigan in the, the big biggest house. Thing that the they did. fuck up. <laughs> the biggest thing that we'll, – we'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. The biggest thing that Scott Satterfield's done, though, was taking them from the FCS to the FBS and playing in the Sun Belt. That's a huge – that's a huge step, and then, and then trying to go to the next level at this point to the Power Five. I think he's going to do a really good job. I think Louisville's going to be a so, a force in the future. So you're you're calling I'm going to pass you're, on you're this calling game. you Louisville to cover. If you no, if you're giving I'm, if you're giving advice to our listeners though, you're saying Louisville covering this game. Yeah, I would if I were to give advice, I would say Louisville is to cover. You're this the expert. Game. But I'm personally gonna pass on this game. Okay, how about I, how about this over uh, uh fifty seven real quick? Because I mean you're the 57? expert on this. Fifty seven. I, I I think it's gonna be well over that. Over. Yeah, okay. You, well, you over. you guys heard it here first. Um, the last game of the night to recoup all your money. That's gonna be the Notre Dame Louisville game, and we're taking. Do you want to take action on it? That's all. Well, what do you want? I I like. I like Louisville to cover if you want Notre Dame. Uh, not if I just heard our expert analysis. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, um, I'm going to keep with Pat's, Pat's expert analysis and say okay. Louisville's, or Notre Dame is not going to beat Louisville by more than 20 and a half points. Fair enough. And we're going to be under the 57 points. Okay. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening for our inaugural episode of Cover 3 U. We'll see you guys next week.